Welcome to Chess Talk, episode 218. Hello, Cody here, as per usual. Brittany is also here. Yeah. Chloe is underneath the desk in the room. She is tired from her dog park. She got fucking... Bullied, but loved it. Oh, yeah. She likes Um, when they gang up on her. But this is another Just the Two of Us episode. It should be the last of these kind of episodes, because Rob and or Madeline should be back uh, next week, and I know for 2.20 they will be on. So enjoy this casual episode. We're going to talk about a TV show, Fleabag, and Ad Astra, and another horror movie for the month of October, Too Spooky. Meanwhile, we're playing chess. Brittany is going first. She is the white pieces, and she moved and hit the mic. Anything of note this week? Um, work was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wrote my first big motion. Yeah. And it was granted. Yeah. Which is really cool for having zero experience. <laughs> you have a year's worth of experience. Yeah. You can't say zero but experience. It was my first ever motion of this type. Yeah. And it was granted. That's good. Yeah. It was really cool. I was very excited. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say anything more. So work was good. Yes. Work. Yeah. It was a good week at work. <laughs> That's good. Rare. Yes. How about you? Uh, my week's been chill. Uh, work is good. Studying for my exam. By the time this episode's out, I will know if I had passed or failed it. Do you find out like that day? Yeah, I don't know. When oh. I finish the... I didn't know if it was like a... I think like when you take the bar, you have to wait. No, it's when you finish the exam, they make you do like a survey, which is kind of like a meme and everyone hates because it's like, like a 15, 20 question survey when you finish your exam and everyone is annoyed because they're like, I just want to know if I passed or failed. Just let the survey end. And then after you finish that, it shows you. And they used to print it out, but I think now they email you the results as well. So you like have it officially. Mm -hmm. So that's happening. Listening to music, new medical albums coming out that I'm putting on my albums of the year getting that compiled because we are getting close to the end of the year people need to start thinking about that no and <laughs> on top of that it's the end of the decade too so we got to figure out what to do for Shit, yes. yeah uh but that that can be a discussion for another time um and then only other thing worth note that we aren't already talking about we got another board game kingdom builder uh, I didn't mention it before, I don't think, but it's like a Catan-esque kind of game. I wouldn't say it's like Catan, because the... Catan actually, like, to me, even though we just played one, like, the starter version, which is basically like a tutorial, Catan actually takes, like, some, like, deeper thinking and planning, whereas this game is, like, a little more relaxed, which is nice. Yeah. But I wouldn't say it's Catan. It's I... Hex... Textiles and building settlements. settlements, but that's a lot of games. So I wouldn't say it's Catan like. But I I gather the similarities in the fact that you have a main goal of getting castles, like getting settlements built towards castles, and then on top of that, every map you play, you have these other side goals, like how in Catan you have build the largest army or build the longest road, and this one like there is essentially one knights where it's like have the most horizontal line of settlements where it's like you have these other side objectives on top of the main like yeah that's where i see it mm-hmm. Catan light very light Catan for two players it's like what's the coke zero it's Catan zero yeah yeah it's fun though i want to play it some more yeah it's relaxed which i like which yeah. the other game we have 
isn't relaxed. So, like, there's so many fucking rules. Yes. Yeah. No. Anyway, yeah. No. I That seems more like a game where you can sit and play for, like, hours and just keep playing it. Mm-hmm. But all that aside, we're going to get into the topics. Mm-hmm. First up being Fleabag. Season one, we finished it. Yes. Already, it's very eight episodes. Six episodes in the first season. Yeah. 20-ish no, minutes. Yeah, I 25 just, minutes-ish. What else? What else about the show? What else am I getting wrong? Everything. Uh-huh. You are incorrect always. We finished it. We only talked about the first episode last episode. That was confusing. Uh, but we finished all of season one, and we're going to talk about it in its entirety now. And uh, I think it's good. It. I'm sure you're going to hate this comparison, but it reminded me a lot of Master of None. Yeah, you already rolled your eyes. You need to give it a fair shot because it starts... I did. It was not funny it starts off like being comedy focused and then like takes a turn halfway through the season where like it gets very serious and then the season ends and you're like i don't feel good i feel like the impression i got from master of none is that i couldn't relate to it it seemed very like easy for maybe men to relate to it but i couldn't and it just kind of made me upset yeah yeah i don't i just can't relate to it the season i guess both seasons are just dealing with troubled relationships and how if you think you're compatible with someone then you end up not being and how you deal with that Mm -hmm. that's definitely the scene of theme of season one for master of done yeah and i just think it's very well done guys with comedy and i think this was i feel like the guys of fleabag season one is just hey this girl this british girl likes sex a lot and it messes with her ability to have relationships and her ability to keep her long term on and off relationship with harry and then it just develops into more and you see how this quirky personality is a very flawed part of her it's a defense mechanism yeah but uh, spoilers for the entirety of season one you see it in the finale where she has a mental break yeah where she's like what do i do when no one wants to fuck me anymore like that's all i can do and eventually that's not going to be an option is it i'm trying to figure out if that's really all she cares about or is it because she doesn't really have a great relationship with her family and what she did to her best friend (laughs) like she thinks that's all she's good for Yep, I think it's just a warped sense of self. Yeah. And, yeah, it's like she can't rely on her sister. Her sister doesn't believe her because her sister's husband kissed her forcefully. So is that assault? I don't want to even go near that conversation. Uh, But that happened. But because of Fleabag, that's the character's name, because of Fleabag's past where she slept with her best friend's boyfriend, Mm -hmm. her sister now doesn't believe her. And so she lost what kind of one good familial relationship she had one good any kind of relationship she yeah. had i mean after boo yes yeah. the, oh, the last good relationship so she had sad. Yeah. <laughs> boo was such a good friend mm-hmm. everyone needs a boo are you more upset that i called what was going to happen yes by like episode three the whole time i was like something's weird about what happened to boo but I didn't want to like think that. So I no. was trying to think something else. And then you said it and I was just like, God damn it. Yeah. Because I think it was in episode three when they were at the silent retreat. It wasn't. No, that was four. I don't remember. Uh, when they were at the silent retreat and 
she had a flashback to her undoing the belt of someone and you could just see the pants and the shirt nothing else Mm -hmm. and she said we'll get to that later and i was like oh okay yeah it's like oh i know now that's why she's so hung up on boo and why she can't let the cafe die and why she has to have hillary and all she doesn't give a shit about the guinea pig yeah just all these things like oh yeah they make sense because it's just how do you deal yeah how do you deal with this amount of guilt yeah it's my turn Mm -hmm. it's i'm tired of all these funny shows that i'm like cool i need a break and i just can't wait to laugh because i really enjoy british comedy shows and then they just suck not in like they're not funny in the oh i'm sad Mm-hmm. God. yeah no it's like a worrying trend like bojack i i don't know i think most comedies like eventually they feel the need to just sucker punch you because like that's how you get noticed is when you come out of nowhere with this these feelings and i think fleabag did a very good job because i feel like the first couple episodes were very funny and they kept the humor more as like a backdrop towards the end of it yeah i won't say like started unpacking things Mm -hmm. um but i still think they did it well oh yeah oh my god olivia coleman i love olivia coleman she's awful oh my god she's wonderful because she's such a lovely person and then she turns into this like disgusting like creature from the mist like mm-hmm. holy shit the the passive aggressiveness oh feed i feed off of it it's great so great it's hard to watch great i feel bad for everyone involved in their family essentially yeah the dad i want to figure out the dad because i feel like he has this like really like buried deep down love for his daughters yeah but then olivia coleman's character the godmother has this like grasp over him yeah that's very controlling but also like trying to he thinks it's like him like opening up and trying new things but really it's like you look like you're just like a battered husband yeah when he drops the tray of like snacks at that memorial party for the mom like yeah. he like gets really freaked out and was like what the fuck is the dynamic of this relationship but that was like a joke like they started laughing about it as, as soon as i don't they... i don't know if that was a joke it was yeah weird. i think it, i think that was just a joke i don't think so <laughs> yeah because fleabag was clearly not too concerned about what was happening do you have any idea what the second season is going to be about any hopes for the second season i mean i know that I don't know the actor's name, but he plays Moriarty in Sherlock. I know he's in it, so I'm assuming he's like a love interest. Okay. But I have no idea. I hope it resolves the issues mostly with Claire, her sister. Yeah. Because I feel like as a woman, it's nice to see like that kind of relationship on TV. Like girl and her sister, like they're very different and they don't typically get along, but they're still, I don't know. It's nice to see. So I hope they resolve their issue they with don't. her fucking husband that looks like Rob. What's that actor's name again? I don't know. Brett. He's from Stranger Things. I mean, from more than that, but for us, yes. yeah. Brett That's Gilman or he's something. He's probably most recognizing, recognizable from. Yeah, because the crazy Russian conspiracy theorist from Stranger Things. That's Claire's husband. Yeah, it's a very funny casting. Because I feel like he's one of the only American actors... He is the only American actor in that show. Oh, okay. Mm. Yep. I don't know. I 
I feel like with a show like this, um, similar to Master of None, it isn't a show that's designed to run for seven, eight seasons. Like, this has to be a very quick lightning in the bottle type I thing. I think it's still up in the air if there's going to be a, a third, third season. Yeah. I mean, it's a tough place to be in where you're like, holy shit, I just won all these Emmys. Like, I should make more. But at the same time, it's like, holy shit, maybe I should just leave it as is and just have it be this kind of phenomenon with how many Emmys it won. Just let it be a casual British show that ended yeah. after two seasons. Yeah. I like that it's very self-contained and as of right now yes check yeah i uh i approve it's not a perfect show for me mm-hmm. um but i'd still probably give it out of 10 burrowers out of 10 burrowers yeah i was like you're not getting it no i don't get it that's the birthday present she gave to claire oh jesus out of 10 burrowers vibrators uh i would probably get like 8.5 for season one that's probably where i give it i'm at like a nine i don't really have any issues with it mm-hmm. um it's a little slow at times but yeah no no real complaints yeah not a 10 out of 10 but pretty good really yeah very it, entertaining funny yeah. emotional too emotional yes if season two is better then i think it'll be if not a 9, 9.5, it'll be closer to a 10 out of 10. And it came out this year, so it'll probably be in contention for mm-hmm. show of the year. Mm-hmm. Just pleasantly surprised. Check. Me. You can get me with the bishop. Or you can block me with the bishop. But then I just take the bishop. Yeah, and then it's checking. Good game. Yeah. I won. Good. I didn't want to play. Uh-huh. Ever. Your brain is loose from its hinges. I, uh, I so just f- can't, like, focus on talking. I know. Any other thoughts on Fleabag, or are you good with uh, leaving it as is? Watch it. Yeah. it's Everyone has Amazon. Please, just <laughs> check it out on Amazon. It's a quick. You can finish it in... You'd probably watch the entire show in a day if hours. you weren't doing anything. Two, two and a half hours, and you watch the entire first season. I'm talking about the whole show. Oh, yeah. Like, in a probably. day, you could probably do it. Probably. You almost watch all of Marvelous Miss Maisel in a day. Yes, I did that this <laughs> weekend. Uh, Last so, night, I started it. <laughs> Fleabag. Watch it. Good. Now we're going to move on to Ad Astra. Yes. Ad Astra to the Stars. Starring Brad Pitt, Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, spoilers for that movie. Um, seemed interesting. I heard good things specifically about the soundtrack and the composer, Max Richter. And so I wanted to check it out. Uh, he is probably most known for his song on... The, oh, I can't remember the... I can't remember the name. But it was used in Arrival at the beginning and the end. And it was used... He did... Uh, the soundtrack for the leftovers hbo show and that song was also used that that one specific song was pretty well known you talk about adash i'll look up that song name um it wasn't what i expected daddy issues in space that's what yeah that's, this movie is it's dad astra that's the that's the movie brad pitt is having a good year his performances are great uh, the plot felt a little disjointed to me at points. Um, it was very, like, most stories I feel like have, like, a really, like, steep rise and then just, like, some action and then, like, a good, like, fall. This was kind of just, like, a really, like, shallow sine wave. Like Where, where like, most movies or books have, like, a rise that's, like, a mountain. Like, yeah. it's a huge buildup. This is more just, like, a little hill. It's just like a little sine wave 
like just up yeah. and down very slowly kind of yeah like, not a lot's happening but it's still like interesting yeah like i think a lot bored. of the dialogue's really stupid at points yeah some point some characters could have been completely cut out mm-hmm. and i know that there were a lot of reshoots to this movie um they should have just cut some things and just like because i feel like the main theme of the movie was like isolating yourself and like space was a good metaphor for that space travel specifically so it would have been nicer to see like less interaction i think there was plenty of scenes of just brad pitt on his own real quick it's a uh, mac Rick- max richter on the nature of daylight okay on the nature of daylight is the famous he made that in like 2004 and it's used okay. all over the place okay um to but, me one of the biggest themes is the isolation space travel is a good metaphor for that yeah i f- i just felt like it was awkward at points when there would be like a lot of dialogue and then like they're they kept using like brad pitt's like internal monologue and i wish there was a lot more of like one or the other i think that the internal monologue wasn't necessary at all i think it i only feel that way because they were like they had both like him just like having conversations and then having his internal monologue if he like they committed one way or the other it would have felt less awkward to me i think i i don't know i i just don't i think it would have been better if we were less inside brad pitt's character's head um just because of the dialogue like it didn't add anything to me and it was just weird having him talk over like other people talking to him and things like that like Mm -hmm. it just wasn't necessary yeah this happened uh in at the end of the mist i don't like when spoilers characters explain what they're feeling while they're Mm -hmm. feeling it like you should just be able to act the emotion and not have to be like but why did i do this yeah we get that you're feeling regret that's the emotion you're portraying yeah so i get that no there's the uh you looked up like what was cut from the movie and like the commander on the mars like her character like was uh important i guess but it just felt like she, she was felt completely unnecessary no because she did show him the tape of like what his dad did so i feel like with that specifically there was donald sutherland's character at the beginning who mm-hmm. kind of did the same thing mm-hmm. and then she did the same thing yeah and i was like they didn't need both of those characters yeah they should have cut one of them well they cut parts of one of them, and I think that's why it feels now unnecessary to have both of them. Yeah. I think if they had cut Donald Sutherland entirely, and, like, this whole time he thought his dad was just missing, and then, spoilers, he gets to Mars and finds out the truth. Like, that would have been a bit better payoff, but they had already yeah. kind of told us what he did at the beginning through Donald Sutherland. Well, they told us that they, he had... Yeah, I guess they... kind of did. Yeah. Like, when there was this big reveal with the Mars lady, like, telling him what his dad did, I was just like, didn't we already know that? Yeah. We kind of were told this already. Yeah. Another unnecessary character, which, like, they got such a... I feel like right now, such a bigger name with Natasha Leone. That was so weird. Like, she get, came in on Mars, and I was like, oh, cool, like, new character. She's probably going to be, like, involved. She had two lines. Just that one scene. Yeah. Just and I was like, all right, and that's a wrap on Natasha Leone. Yeah, I maybe they cut parts of her. I don't know. It just seems like such like a a role you give to an extra, but like she's got like a good career now. Yeah, like, it wasn't like this was made like six years ago. Like, 
she was on orange is the new black it's like, to the point now where when you put her in the movie people are like oh hey i know that girl like yes. she's in a lot yeah. so it's not like she can just kind of blend in mm-hmm. she has a very distinct like persona and face like voice yes everything about her is very distinct like yeah. she stands out she doesn't belong on mars no and if she does i want to see like three scenes with her being natasha leone yeah yeah all the Liv tyler stuff eh. um unnecessary they like they could have told the wife story without showing her i feel like we're ragging on it a lot i did enjoy it those are just like the things i didn't like they should have just cut things instead of reshooting them yes but overall it was a good movie if this was an hour and a half long movie with decent amount cut it would have been much more enjoyable i think absolutely because it was beautifully shot they did some really creative things with the camera and, and the like, effects yes but particularly like the way they like made you feel like you were actually like in brad pitt's shoes sometimes mm-hmm. i don't know it was very interesting particularly that opening scene where they're on the like giant space like satellite satellite that's like connected to the earth and fuck mm-hmm. that was terrifying what like immediately the first shot of the movie is like you see the sun and there's like a kind of red hue to it and then as you uh the camera pans like it goes from red to blue and i was like holy shit it's like because in space there's the red shift and the blue shift depending on what direction you're going at i don't know what that means it's just how you can tell what direction things are moving in space if there's a blue shift or a red shift and like as it panned across like the shift of the sun's like hue Mm -hmm. changed i don't know it was really cool so it's like they clearly did research and they put a lot of effort into the design of this movie yeah and on top of that again max richter just a soundtrack i feel like it was very interesting Mm -hmm. um some not like every song was a standout track but just very fun very good for a space movie yes at some points i did feel like it was just gravity with brad pitt i was worried about that at at the very first scene with the space satellite when he's falling and shit but then like there wasn't really another out of control kind of feel like at the end with his dad like there was that concern eh kind of but i mean i think most like the martian there's a similar scene like that's just if you got if you got guys in space you gotta make them freak out and float away for a second yeah yeah it's terrifying fuck i don't ever want to go to space oh god no 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 what's worse to you being like really deep underwater or being in space uh both they're like the same thing yeah i was seeing that during the whole movie the whole time i was just like which one i hate more no i kind of the same i can't think about that kind of stuff because then i start like i feel like a panic attack creeping in on me so i don't think about that stuff it's hard not to when you're watching that happen i it only i was only thinking about that when they were talking about the antimatter gun and how like if he keeps using it like the entire universe would implode on itself that's what really made me start freaking out and then i was like okay let's they got past that scene and they stopped talking about it so i was good yeah uh any other i mean obviously when uh they're leaving mars the second time and the crew kind of fucking the three stooges kills themselves oh my god someone said that they reshot that scene and it was like an actual like good scene ish but this time like brad pitt just kind of comes on board doesn't really do anything and they all accidentally kill themselves the one the only thing he does is he stabs the leg of one guy and then struggles with the knife like he acts in self-defense and that's kind of it and the three crew members all die yeah 
It's fucking... Of their own accord. Yeah. The first girl is the fucking worst. Just slams her head into the window and dies yeah. just right away. Yeah. Because the whole time Brad Pitt's just like, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm yeah. not a threat. Yeah. I promise. And mm-hmm. they're just like, no. They're like, we have our orders, Major. It's like, but... like, I get their perspective, but also, like, maybe, like, let him just do what he's doing while you're flying through space. Yeah. Like, fuck, idiots. Mm. So stupid. Such a stupid scene. I know it wasn't supposed to be comical, but it was fucking hilarious. You and I talked about it, but the end of the movie was just kind of like, there was no climax, or if there was, it was very eh. Like, it just kind of was over. Yeah. We, I don't want to speak for you, but I left the movie and I was like, I didn't really get too strong of a message from that. Like, I got what they were trying to go for and we talked about it, but like, Mm -hmm. it just didn't really strike me as a new way the fact that it was in space and the fact that he went all the way to Neptune and stuff like that didn't really seem to matter. Like they could yeah. have told this story on earth. Yeah. So it was just, I don't know. It, they were just going for like the symbolism of space travel. I mean, they, they did space travel. I don't know if there's symbolism. They just did. I space. get what they were trying to do. Yeah. Oh, someone on Reddit said like, I feel like I'd like this movie more if I hated my dad. <laughs> It's not super relatable. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it, I don't know. It was okay to me. Like, it was fun. Not fun. It was pretty. It was beautifully shot and sounded pretty. Brad Pitt's good. Is he pretty? Yeah. He's got it. He's got it going on still. Still. He's still, he's still good. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not disappointed in seeing it. Like, I don't no. feel like I wasted my time. No. Uh, yeah. You ready to rate it? Yes, out of ten, overpriced pillows and blankets. Mm-hmm. So it's out of one in one hundred and twenty-five. Yes. Uh, so I am going. My my rating's gonna have like a tangent. Uh, I'm gonna give it a six, six out of ten. Like I said, uh, still above average movie, like technically, um, and because of that, it got me thinking a lot of it chapter two. And I believe I gave that a 7. And I need to drop that down a bit. Uh, I'm going to drop it down to a 5. Just because I was thinking about it after. And I was like, I mean, in it Chapter 2, I was like bored parts of the way through it. Like, I legitimately liked it less than Ad Astra. So I clearly gave it too high of a score. Yeah. And so I need to reevaluate it. And so I was like, okay, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I would much rather watch Ad Astra again just for the technical aspects than watch it chapter two again yeah and so i was just thinking i was like okay i need to drop it down i need to drop it down to five lower than ad astra so there's my tangent ad astra is a six that's it what did i rate it i don't remember uh i think you gave it a 6.5 oh six yeah 6.5 no maybe a six around there 6.56 okay i think that's what you gave it yeah so ad astra do you does my thinking have you thinking no, but yes, but... it's It got me thinking because, like, I don't want to seem like I'm wishy-washy and I'm always going to retroactively, like, change mm-hmm. my ratings, but I think that's also the point. Like, as you see movies throughout the year, yeah. you need to compare them amongst each other. Yeah. And compared to each other, like, you can go, oh, wait, I really did like this movie that much more than blank. Or, yeah. oh, I thought 
Endgame was a 9.5, whatever I gave it. But after seeing XYZ, like, okay, these really stood that much higher above it. So I need to then drop this down yeah. or like, so I think that's kind of the point, And that's why I like keeping a track of it because I can go and look and be like, oh no, I did not like that as much as I initially thought. Or yeah. after it's saturated a bit, I can now say like, eh, mm-hmm. it was okay. It didn't leave me that money feelings yeah 5.5 for it astro yes above average don't ever really need to see it again um but definitely not bad at all i wouldn't say it was bad yeah there are aspects of it that i didn't love but i've seen worse movies okay and astro yeah dadstra worth a shot if you have daddy issues you'd probably really like it it'd probably mean a lot to you it's the common man space odyssey there were some shots that were very 2001 to me. Yeah. It, I remember huh. reading somewhere where, like, it, clearly it's influenced by 2001 yeah. A Space Odyssey. Yeah. Uh, but not as boring and as long as 2001 oh, A Space yeah. Odyssey. So. Yeah, I'd rather watch this again than 2001 <laughs> A Space Odyssey. Come at me, film buffs. Movie uh, sucks. No, nah, it's fine. It's just boring. Yeah. So, moving on to our last topic of the show, another movie, horror movie. Uh, Brittany has spoiled it twice now uh, throughout the show. If you've been paying attention, it is another Stephen King movie. What? Stephen King it's horror like movie. Leading up to something. Uh, it is The Mist, 2007. Frank Darabont, The Mist, based oh, on the novella. The uh, Mist by Stephen King. Oh shit! Um, so we're gonna Have talk about that. Have you ever seen it before? No, I've never seen it. But you knew everything that happened, right? Uh, I as as we got to the end of the movie, I remembered the end of the movie. Okay. So, spoilers for The Mist, 2007, if you haven't seen it. We're going to spoil that because there's also a TV show. It was 12 years ago, if you haven't seen it. There's a TV show that came out a couple years ago based yes, on the same thing. canceled. Nice. Oh, was that also Frank Darabont? <laughs> no, I think it was some Weinstein. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I was looking at it. I have it pulled up. It was probably just produced by the Weinstein yeah. Company. Because I know Waco was produced by the Weinstein Company, and it almost got canceled before it came out because of the contract. Because Waco aired january of 2018 and the weinstein thing happened in october 2017 so Ooh. it was very close to not Ooh. happening right off the bat liked it less than carrie which i think is part of the because i think carrie is like on rotten tomatoes it's in the 80 percentile right carrie yeah i think it's higher okay well anyways the mist is definitely lower than that it yeah. is not near the 80s and it makes sense um it was a very frustrating movie to watch i i was almost expecting more because i have heard pretty good things about the mist and how like it's a good stephen king horror movie yeah but fuck these characters are so stupid they were just doing like right off the bat with norm how they wouldn't just close the gate yeah it i was just i i didn't get it i don't know i can't watch movies like this it was like lord of the flies but adults yeah but they acted like children yeah which like lord of the flies was at least tolerable because you expect children to be stupid yeah but when it's a small podunk town in maine and days and you got fucking new christ spouting her gospel to you and stuff it's gonna seep into your brain i love marcia gay harden i don't know if i've i'm sure i've seen her in something but i think i just didn't recognize her at all you don't i know her from a few things but i'm trying to think of something you would know her from continue so it was fine i was not nearly i didn't think another movie that kind of like has a mild climax i guess 
or I think it's more interesting when you don't know what's going on, which is, you know, that's a horror kind of staple is the fear of the unknown and just kind of spooky. But as soon as they do finally make it out and start driving around and stuff, it's just kind of like a a Lovecraftian kind of slideshow. Yeah, I think Uh, that's the point. Yeah, like uh, it was way more tense at the pharmacy and stuff yeah but then as soon as the tension kind of like bursts it's just back to being annoyed at these stupid characters and why the fuck are you trying to fight these 50 hundred spiders like just leave you are not going to kill it with your stupid little axe and oh look it's now lodged in the back of spider and you lost your weapon cool leave there were just frustrating moments like that that kind of like took me out of it that's what like watching the walking dead is like by the way but how is his season the good season then it is <laughs> it is the good season that god he's really good at like creating these tense situations but making his characters like dumber than they should be like, I, that's how the tense situations happen i'm yeah. sure just... i think frank darabont's strong point is really designing these like scary situations but like some of the writing aspects tend to fail yeah but he's really good at like executing them mm-hmm. even if they're not amazing yeah i i respect his work you're a fangirl i mean um, what did you think of the movie i haven't eh. i'm partial to the actors in the movie not the lead he was pointless to me and did not need to exist oh god it was terrible Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, he didn't need to exist, but, like, all of his, like, supporting cast are always great to me. Fucking Eyebrow. What's her name? Eyebrow's McGee. The actress's name? Lori Holden. Okay. Eyebrow's McGee. Yeah, okay. I I, I don't know. It's an okay movie. I thought it would be better. I've always heard really great things about it. I... I believe it's probably better than a lot of Stephen King adaptations because they're all pretty trash from what I hear. From the reviews. Yes. I was disappointed to actually see the monsters because I thought the... I always thought the premise was that, like, the mist was, like, the scary thing and, like, there we know there's something in there but you never see it and that was, like, the more terrifying aspect of it. But seeing these weird, like, tentacle monsters, like, oh, okay. Yeah, it kind of blows its load very quickly into the movie yeah i i mean that's what i was wondering about with the book like the book also describes the monsters and stuff yeah when the same exact way like when norm tries to go unclog the ventilator he gets taken by tentacles yeah i think if the movie didn't have the budget it did it probably would have done that where if they don't actually show any monsters and maybe they would enjoy your it would be a more enjoyable movie because yeah. it's really more tense. When you like... don't see the monsters, it becomes more of psychological. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm just thinking about the tension between, like, the religious zealots that were starting to crop up. Mm-hmm. And what if no monsters actually were showing, but, like, as people left, they just never came back. And it's just... They thought they were dying. Yeah. And I think it would have more of an impact if, instead of having all the people that leave actually do end up dying, except for one bald or not bald short-haired woman at Melissa the end McBride. yeah she, she never her character didn't have a name so i didn't know what to call her carol um like imagine if 
at the end he sees everyone that left including uh holt norton and like the mp and just all these people that left and they were totally fine yeah but instead like no it's just spooky weird government conspiracy aliens like yeah like okay stephen king like uh, all right yeah get what you were doing but here's how it could have been better yeah but i obviously like he did all the groundwork and now we just need to do the last five percent so yes i can sit on my high horse and say like "Mm, i'm better than stephen king but no i couldn't no i couldn't write a fucking book no No. it just i'm gonna nitpick Yeah. yeah but i would have preferred to have seen that kind of story but that's not the story he wanted to tell so that's fine. You wanted a spooky, spooky monsters, hentai, hentai in the. Fog. Well, I mean, not all of them were. I know tentacles. Just yeah, that would be more concerning, because yeah. that's what I was wondering at the start, or once they first showed that, I was like, oh, is this gonna be a thing where it's like all just one big monster and like yeah. just all tentacles and stuff? But then they showed locusts and stuff, and I was like, oh, okay, it's yeah, weird, spooky. It's Halloween. It's spooky. You get all your costumes out. Mm-hmm. Some of the base on not reading the book and only reading the wikipedia summary it sounded very similar um it seemed like they added some characters that really didn't need to be there and they could have made a shorter movie like let me guess it was sally and sam Witwer. yes jessup's the character's name yeah something jessup yeah but yeah they they didn't seem to be in the the, the book they yeah. may have been it seemed like a very like book type subplot to have that wasn't executed very well it just seemed like it didn't matter like they both just died and it was like i don't care yeah um so the big thing is the ending yeah big twist spoilers spoilers yes i mean i've heard that people say the movie ending is better but i feel like i was gonna ask what you think would be better like if they had kept the original ending stephen king's ending or if they had done kept what they did if they had a better actor i would have liked the movie ending better yes (laughs) but uh if it was as it is as the movie is now and as the book ending is i like the idea of the book ending better where again if you don't know listeners the book ending is just they drive out into the mist and hear they they're driving through new england see it's destroyed but they hear something on the radio that just says hartford so they keep driving yeah which gives me almost like a cloverfield-esque like aspect where it's just like i don't know what it is but we need to go and that that's it you don't yeah. know um, so i like that idea better but yeah what we got it I, it was because um i knew that um that the main character was gonna live and other people were gonna die i don't remember how like i couldn't recall how they were going to die but i knew like as soon as he was the last person left like he was gonna see the military and it was yeah. gonna be fine yeah so yeah it was it, it's a good scene until the the writing of that scene and like everyone else's acting was really great yeah and then main characters fucking weird 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 screams because ah! he was saying ow the first couple times like it was leg- weird legitimately like saying ow i was like are his ears hurting is that why he's doing it but like before <laughs> it even happened like um there were very much alluding to the fact that they they were he was going to kill them and stuff and i thought there was going to be a big discussion about it or something and then it just cut away and all of a sudden you hear the gunshots and i was like okay that just happened and then he starts saying ow and then screaming and then like sad yeah 
and then he starts like shaking the car and yelling come on like waiting to get killed and stuff yeah and then you see the tank and then it's like yeah 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 if it had because the walking dead is in my brain it just reminds me of the walking dead the field the kind of theme of surviving in this weird apocalyptic type situation yeah i feel like andrew lincoln would have been a better choice at that time yeah because i think this came out like two years before the walking dead started showing 2007 so i think walking dead came out 10 years ago gross it's crazy yeah so he probably would have executed that scene a little better um yeah i like the idea of the movie ending better than the book ending but the execution was not great it leaves me wanting more and so i will pick the unknown rather than the known yeah so compared to carrie as of right now we're saying carrie number one i like carrie because it's a little more self-contained and it doesn't have this big like these big implications about the government and the world it's just this really isolated situation and like a very dramatized horror version of being a teenage girl (laughs) and carrie did not feel as long because it wasn't as long but it did not feel as long as it was very quick so yeah as of as of right now i'm going carrie number one the miss number two yes but we'll see how that shakes out the rest of the month i'm gonna guess that carrie will be my favorite of the month uh yeah we'll see with that last movie that we have planned i don't know i have a feeling that'll probably take number one i'll probably shit my fuck pants i don't think you will but uh, that's another discussion okay so that'll do it for this episode right yeah so you thanks. want to rate no. or no? We didn't rate Carrie. Oh, so okay, yeah, fuck yeah. that then. No. Um, so thanks for listening. Uh, like I said, we'll be back next week with Rob and or Madeline, hopefully the two of them, so someone can keep Rob in check. Um, we're probably going to talk about Joker. The Joker? I think it's Joker. It's I don't know. Joker. Joker. We're going to talk about that, probably the first couple episodes of Fleabag. Season two. Season two, and then another spooky movie. So I think that's it. Make sure you go to our website, give us a download, give us a comment. Uh, Again, thanks for the comments the last week or so. Uh, Appreciate them. We appreciate any Rob roasting. Any interaction. uh, Give us a rating on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever. Make us your daily drive on Spotify. Just give us us a download. Tell your friend if they like the topics, if they like hearing chess board sounds or whatever. And that's all I got to say. See you next week.